so hey guys, uh, welcome to tonight's uh, live stream. I am absolutely honoured to have David on this uh, live stream with us guys. Uh, hopefully, we don't have the same video issues we had uh, with Chris, but I'm going to leave it to David to introduce himself, and then we'll get into you, into you guys' Q and A, and we'll go from there. Yep. Over to you, mate. Yeah, okay. So say, so, hey, guys, my name is David, David Thompson. Um, first thing I have to admit, I'm not a personal trainer. I can't, you know, I can't profess to be a personal trainer. I can't do the magic that you guys do. That's not my bag at all. But what I am really good at is sales. I've helped lots of people transform their lives with sales and make lots and lots of money. So if you've got any sales queries, anything you want to know that works with sales, for the last 27 years, I've raised my life from being in a council house being in a children's home, leaving school with no qualifications, and sales has been my key to transformation. Tomorrow I'm hoping to, to do a deal and pick up a few million quid. So sales has been the key for me, and that's the thing I hope to help you guys with tonight. Anything you want to ask me, I'd take the Pepsi challenge that I can probably help you and answer it exactly. If not, you can say, there was this dickhead called Dave who was fucking useless and he couldn't help me at all. I guarantee I'll be able to ask you, answer any questions with regards to sales or you can say I'm a dick, I know nothing. What happened, mate, son, man? So, let's, should we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. So, Dave Christian wanted to ask the question earlier. He said, you've got two questions, mate, so I'll do it in two parts. Uh, how do you overcome the fear of asking for the sale, especially when you're dealing with the higher ticket price? Yep. So, how would you do that? How do you, so, how, do you want me to ask it again, mate? No, so I get it. So, how do you deal with the fear of when you're dealing yeah. with a client and you're dealing with higher ticket items? So, yeah. so the fir first thing you have to realize is this is not about you. Sales is not about you. It's about process. It's not about you thinking you are this superhuman being that's got to do it. It's about having a brilliant process. And whether it was you that's doing it or somebody else that's doing it, the process is the answer, not the person. So separate you from the process. And the way that I do that is I ask, is it possible that this person in front of me could be persuaded to go on this journey with me? Is it possible if the best salesperson in the world was here, could they persuade this person to spend this amount of money? So that's the first question. Yeah. Yeah. So when you ask that question, guess what you start to come up with? Possibilities. Possibilities. You start thinking, well, if the best person in the world was here and they were talking to this person, would they be able to persuade them? And the answer is generally, yeah, they would. It's possible. You know, if your life depended on it, could you persuade this person to go on this journey with you? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So so you ask yourself from a possibility perspective, it's possible. Then you ask yourself this next question. Do I want to persuade this person to go on this journey with me? Do I want to get them? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if if so, if it's possible and you want it, all you need to do is work out the house. So then it's just about process. So the possibilities there, you want it. It's just about process. Awesome. OK, awesome. so so your process is going to be the first thing that, that you have to have to ask those questions is you've got to have the right mental attitude. You've got to have a, a positive mental attitude. 
So if you haven't got a positive mental attitude, you're going to be looking backwards thinking, I can't, it's not me. Realise a person with a positive mental attitude will realise it's possible to get this person to do it. So then you need to work with somebody that's going to help you develop the skills to think and act. Now, if the best salesperson in the world was talking to this person, they would be able to ask better questions and they would be able to build a better client journey than what you can build. That's it. That's all they'd be able to do. They'd ask this person better questions and they'd be able to build a better client journey. So you need to ask yourself, OK, how can I build this client journey? And you're going to need some mentoring, some coaching to develop your skill so that you move up to the next level. So you start off from the possibility perspective thinking, is it possible this person could do it? Well, yeah, if the best salesperson in the world was here, they could do it. And you think, do you want it? Well, yeah, I want it. OK, what questions do I need to ask this person in front of me? And then you start asking about, OK, who could help me? Now, obviously, I can help you. But that's it starts off with having the desire. That's the first stage towards any transformation. OK. OK. So here's something that's cool. Right. There's a guy called Mike Pantalon, Mike Pantalon. Right. And he created this thing, seven steps towards transformation in anything. And it's about asking people questions. Now, Mike Pantalon worked with heroin addicts. And what he said was he could ask half a dozen questions and in seven minutes you could change anybody's life. So six questions, seven minutes and he could change anybody's life. Right. So let's say you want to persuade somebody to that to, the, coming to the gym is a really good idea. It's a really good thing to do. And getting fit is a really good idea. So are you with me on this way? And are you happy with me for me to go down this road? Yeah, go for it, mate. Yeah. OK. So 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 the first question you say is, OK, you've come down to my gym or you've started talking to me as a personal trainer. So the first question I ask you is, why might you change your habit? Why might you change the way that you think? Why might you change your behavior in terms of now come and start working out? Why might you want to change? And it's important you use exactly those words. Why? Because ultimately, the person themselves in front of you, they're going to come up with their own reason. Might, meaning it's a choice. You, meaning you're the one that's in charge. And change, meaning it's a process. So why might you change your habits? So let's just do a role play with, with that. You come down to my gym and you say, and I'm thinking about coming to work out. I say to you, why might you change in terms of you haven't been to the gym for the last five years? Why might you change that habit and start coming to the gym four times a week? Why might you change? What are you going to say? Um, it probably be something along the lines of because I'm not happy with the way I've looked for a long time, been happy with my own fitness, or, you know, blame on something like, I don't know, uh, what do we generally get? We generally get things, but I just want to be fitter and healthier, really. Yeah, completely. You want to be fit and healthy. OK, so that's the first question. And ultimately, people will come up with their own reasons. And then, then so the next question is and this is how you can get somebody to persuade themselves. Ultimately, you can't persuade somebody. Somebody can only persuade themselves. So the next question you can ask them is you're going to say, OK, on a scale of one to ten. How ready are you to change? Ten being I'm completely ready. One being I'm not ready at all. Right. Now, even if people know yeah. what you're doing here, even if they can see you coming, they know what you're doing. This still works. Doesn't matter. 
So they, they're going to say to me, oh, so on a scale yeah. of one to 10, how ready are you to change in terms of coming to the gym, working out four times a week, eating the right nutrition to transform your body, doing all those things? How ready are you to do that? Yeah. And what are you going to do? Give me a number. Um, and let's say somebody says a shitty number like three. Yep. Yeah. Which is what they would normally do. It's what they normally do, isn't it? Nobody goes for a 10. Okay. They might say 10, but they might say a three or a four. Well, we're not bothered about the number. Let's say somebody says a really low, low number, like three or a four. What we're going to do is we're going to go against the negative and say, well, why didn't you pick a low? Why is that only a three? We're going to go on the positive. So what we're going to do is we're going to go on the positive thing. We're going to step through. And we're going to say, okay. You've said three out of 10. Fantastic, Wayne. That's great. Why didn't you choose a lower number? Why didn't you choose a lower number? And what are you going to say? Um, you say, I because know, I, that's a real good one. I so you're going to start coming up. You, know, you say, well, I know it's the right thing for me to do, and I do need to start working out. I'd love to start eating properly, and coming to the gyms are going to be good for you. So ultimately, what you're going to start doing is you're going to start edging towards me. You're going to start making progress towards me. Why don't you choose a lower number? Yeah. This is really important. I, I, I did this on a, a Body Transformation Academy event, and people said that clients that were only thinking about working with them started working with them immediately, and they started closing all of their cases. Their closing rate went up immediately. So you're asking them, why didn't they choose a lower number? So they're going to say, well, I didn't choose, chose a, choose a lower number because, and they're going to start giving you the reasons, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So the next step after that is they're going to say, I didn't choose a lower number because of all these reasons. And you say, okay, so how ready are you to make that change? One, one, to, to, how ready are you to change? And so you're going to say, well, I'm really ready to make that, 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 that change. And then I'm going to ask you, OK. Imagine you've changed. What's different? Yeah, good question. So do you, so do you, do you wait for that reply? You wait for it. You wait all the time. This is about being an interested introvert. What's different? And you say, what's different is, well, I, I now feel healthier. I'm eating better. I'm getting compliments from my friends. They're telling you that what you're doing is you're asking them to look at their life as to what would be different. Yeah. So when they start doing that, what you're getting is you're getting the client to start undressing in front of you and start doing those things. And you can ask them the next step. You say, what's the next step, if any? And they'll say, well, I tell you what, why don't we just get on with it? So ultimately, you're asking people to come up with their own ideas and you're asking really cool questions. Yeah. So what you're trying to do there is you're, you're trying to get them to speak positively, aren't you? You're, you're looking for a, you're looking for positive reinforcement kind of like questions, aren't, answers, aren't you, to your questions? Totally you are. You're looking for positive reinforcement. You're looking for people to come up with their own ideas. This is using positive psychology and Ultimately, you're looking for engagement from the client. And even if they can see it coming, it still works. It's irrelevant. Even if they see it coming or they don't, it still works. So if you're not a salesperson, yeah. you know, which you can get people that aren't salespeople, you can still ask really good questions of clients and get engagement. Yeah. Cool. I like it. So, all right, mate. So that kind of answers the um, question away. So David, I'd like a second part to his question. 
Whereas yeah. how do you put the framework in place to make sure uh, your funnel only captures those that can afford your service? But I think you've kind of just covered that a little bit as well. Okay. So, so, so here's, here's the thing, right? You ask, is it possible? Is it possible this person could be persuaded? Forget money. You've made it up. It's an abstract concept. People will spend all sorts of money on stupid things, right? Even you. And if you don't think that's true, look in your wardrobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we all have that. We spend, we yes. come up with reasons to spend money on all sorts of stupid things. So you think, is it possible I can persuade this person? People will come up with money. They'll make money. Money's a made up concept. It's labor stamped on a piece of paper. So it's made up. So we will find money for all sorts of shit. So forget about getting people in and out of your funnel that are not good. What you got to look at is don't wish they were easier. Wish you were better. You need to increase your skill. Awesome. Awesome. Right. I'm, uh, I'm just going to find uh, another question because there was another one asked earlier today. Uh, if you guys on, on watching this call right now have any questions, please ask. So uh, Josh may ask, uh, how do you approach the first two minutes of face-to-face -face sales meeting stroke consultation? So with any sales meeting, you're going to have to open a customer. So I have an online sales course where I teach these these people, these people this thing. So the first thing you have to do is you're going to have to open. And when you open, one of the first things to do is you're going to have to make a big, fat claim. So if you go to a yeah. brand, if you go to a brand, you look at Audi as a brand, their big, fat claim is we'll put more shopping in your basket for less money. That's Audi's big, fat claim. If you look at Harrods, their big fat claim they have on the door, they're green and gold. They're saying quality is what we do. So what's your big fat claim? So you need to make a big fat claim. When somebody comes to you, make a big fat claim. And then you need to have some really good processes. One of the first processes is to ask clients brilliant questions. So I have this thing, this process called the 3Ds process that I learned from my friend, a guy called Matt. Matt Farrar, who created one of the best web businesses in the world. There was a company called Great Fridays and he sold it for millions. And what Matt had was a thing called a question in front of where you'd ask discovery questions, design questions and delivery questions. So when you're going through the customer and they first sit down with you, you say, let's do a little discovery. Let's do a little discovery exercise. While you're doing the discovery exercise, what you want to find out is where the client is right now where the client wants to be in the future. So you can ask them questions. You say, let's discover where you're right now. Where do you want to be in the future? And also, you then start asking design questions. What are the various ways to get there? And then ultimately, there's a delivery process. What's the best way to get there right now? So this is to do yeah. with opening. So you're going to make a big fat claim. Then you're going to ask the client, I'm going to discover where you are right now. I'm going to discover where you want to be in the future. We're going to start designing that together. And then we're going to work out what the best way is right now. And you need a fact finding process to do that, which is a structured document that a financial advisor would use. Anybody that's any any good will ask you those questions in an order and have a brilliant process for it. Awesome. I love it. Guys, please keep questions. So uh, I think Kate put it up, uh, refers back to uh, what you said earlier, mate. So, so everyone's a consumer, so not yeah. to be scared of a high-end package. Ultimately, here's what we, what we do. We decide things ahead of time as to whether they're good 
or bad, whether they're right or wrong. What we shouldn't yeah. do is decide anything. We should have a brilliant process. Ultimately, you've got a process. And you say, look, let me find out who you are, what, what it is that you think that you want, and let me take you through my process and ask you some questions. If I can build enough desire in you, you will pay for it. You'll go out your way and you'll work to pay for it. You'll work your ass off to do something. If I can give you enough reasons. Think 9-11, right? Yes. 9-11, right? Yep. Somebody persuaded those guys to get into a jumbo jet and smash it into the side of a plane, into the side of a building for one reason. Yeah. They could give them enough reasons. So if I said to you, Wayne, I'm going to get, I've got a challenge to you. You got to either be able to persuade this person to be able to part with some money, right? To go through and do your program, a big amount of money, or you got to try and persuade somebody to get into a jumbo jet and smash it into the side of a building. Which would you take? I'm going to talk some into signing up for my big program. And it's not even that hard. You think, hold on a minute, smashing into, or you've got to work out how to stick a man or and a woman on the moon. You couldn't do that. But you yeah. can easily talk somebody into going through your program. But you've got to have a better process. You've got some learning to do. And if you learn from the best people that have ever walked the planet, you come up with a better process. So you start thinking, well, OK, how can I open in the right way? Well, I'm going to do a discovery with this client to find out where they are right now where they want to be in the future, what the various ways to get there, what the best ways right now. I'm going to use the Mike Pantalon clothes. What have you decided now is the right time for you to do? Why might you change? And you start asking the right questions. And people, that, that what they do is they unflower. They, they, they just undress in front of you and they fall into your lap because they think this person can clearly demonstrate they can help me in the way that I want to be helped. And you make them feel a certain way, which is what sales is all about, making pe- people feel that you can genuinely make their life better with you as opposed to without you. So, do you know what you said? Because when, when we spoke uh, last Germany, we, you came down to us and, and you showed us about how to frame, and that's what we're talking about here, it's like framing that. Picture. I, I, that, the big wake-up call for me was we just didn't take enough history. I mean, we didn't get to understand the person that was in front when, you know, you, you go into panic mode, I guess. I, I think there's going to be a few guys out there that probably do the same. They just, they want the client, they know they can help them, but they go into panic mode and don't keep control of the, uh, of the you know, the thing, which is a, a question that Ollie's just asked, I'll, I'll bring up in a minute. Yeah. So the reason people go into panic mode is they don't understand the process in which you influence somebody. So recently, like in August, I was with the world's leading social psychologist, the guy who wrote the book on influence, a guy called Robert Cialdini, Dr. Robert Cialdini. His book sold over three million copies. In 1984, he wrote the book on influence. And while I was working with Dr. Cialdini, what he shared with me was what are the three core motives that people have when they come and they start working with you? So one of the big one of the big things that I learned was you build a relationship before business with a client. You build a relationship before business. But if you had to ask most people, how do yeah. you build a relationship with somebody? How do you do that first? And that's the first starting point. There's two influence principles here. It's the principle of reciprocity or the principle of liking. They're the two things that that build relationships. For reciprocity, that's about gifts and concessions. So if somebody comes to you and they want to buy your program, you should always have two, you should always, 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 if you want to go in the process of using concessions, you should always have a high price program, and then you should have a, a slightly less price program. 
And then when you offer your program, you say, look, here's what I'm offering to you. Here's my program. Here's the gold, the, the top program. Somebody says, I can't afford that. You say, well, I thought you would say that. So what I've done is just for you, I've created a program that's something less than that. What they'll recognize is this is a genuine concession. You've genuinely gone out of your way to look at and find this thing for me. This is a real concession and I want to work with you. Yeah. And what that does is it creates. Yeah, yeah I love it. It creates that relationship. You're thinking this person's thought about me ahead of time. So don't just come up with just a high price program. Come out with something less. And if you make a concession to a client, if you retreat from a situation, you say, let me go away and see what I can do and then come back. That's seen as a second request. You lose. So if you retreat from a situation to go away and find out another program, then come back, you lose. If you retreat in a situation, you win. So if you say, look, I know you, I knew you'd say this, Wayne. So that's why I've prepared this for you. It's just for you. It's less of price. I've taken out this and this and this benefit, but it will do the basics for you. It will get you started because you've made a genuine concession. You've thought of that person. They then want to help you. It's a little bit like a situation whereby we get into Christmas now. Somebody sends you a Christmas card, Maggie at 93, even though it's the 23rd of December and you've sent out all your cards. You feel obliged to go out and get Maggie a Christmas card because she got you one. It's the law of obligation. Somebody's given you something yeah. or they've made a genuine concession. You want to give something back. And that creates a relationship. So what we should be doing with all of our clients is we should try and build a relationship before business by either giving them a gift or a concession, alternatively using a principle of liking. Love it. So because so, uh, it's these words, not mine. Uh, if someone is being a dick and saying no, 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 how do you get control back? So one of the things when somebody says no, once they said no to you, is they used up no. So if I said to you, no way, and I can't do that, you say, well, okay, if you can't do that big package, how about we do this lesser package? You've made a genuine concession because I thought you might say no, so here's what I've got. So you get control back by making a concession. Okay. And the other and like thing you said, they're just using that. They keep saying no, they're, gonna, they're, they're, they're basically kind of, I guess they're wasting your time, aren't they? They're not wasting your time. No, 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 they're not. They're really not wasting your time. Don't wish they were easier, wish you were better. What you can do is a thing called future pacing. You can walk them down their no road and no road goes nowhere. So this is a shit sandwich.com, right? So day one, right, their life's going to be shit. In Two months time, their lives can be shit. Three months time. So you ask them, you say, well, OK, let's say you've not worked in the gym right now. And it's November. Right. What happens in January? Yeah. Nothing. What happens in February? Nothing. You're not changing nutrition, you're not been to the gym. What happens when you want to get you say, how old are you right now? I'm 38 years old. How good your relationship with your partner? I've not got one. So, you, so chances are that you're going to be a fat old bloke on your own with whatever you're not going to get the dream partner you're going to get because you don't look right so you don't feel right so you don't attract what you could attract but if you could get you into yeah. that same shape where you were like when you were 25 chances are you'd feel better you'd look better and you could perhaps attract that partner so you've got a window of opportunity over the next two years to get you into shape get your mind into shape so that you can get your you can get the shape that you want to get going forward otherwise you can end up with an umpa lumper i love it i love it so um, guys, if there's any questions, please ask them because this guy is a very, very busy man and he's got a heavy day tomorrow. He's got, he's got a lot of money to go and pick up. Yeah, I hope so. in a brown bag. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> so if you have questions, ask them. I, um, I'd say, would you do a favor? Okay, yeah. so Mike, this is how I'll talk about how, how we, since we've picked up, since we've been speaking and stuff, this is kind of how we do our uh, framing, mate. Um, what, we, what I tend to do is sit down with a blank piece of paper and I do exactly what you just did. I ask leading questions to try and get a positive answer. So what I'll do is I'll make particular notes and I'll try to get the client to open up and talk about them in a, you know, uh, I don't like my, my fat thighs, I don't like, I don't like this, I don't like that. So what I'll do is I'll write that down. I'll write yeah. what they say down. So at the end, when it kind of comes to that part, when it comes to that, I'll go like, "Well, help you if we can get rid of the thighs, help with the belly, help with this, help with that." And we talk the frame back to them. Um, does that sound like something you want? Uh, we only, we're only we're, we can only get a yes answer to that. Yeah, you can only get a yes answer to it. Yeah, and, and that's got like, then you and for us, what we found is just being able to making them little notes, framing it right. Let investigate more there. Hit them with the the bit at the end. Does that sound like does that sound like the thing that would be perfect for you? They say yes. We generally turn around and say Facebook can make the best thing for you, and that's what we and that's how we that's how we put it across. And then we wait for we. And do you know what? We haven't had an objection yet. You won't get objections because you're asking people to be consistent with themselves. I mean, one of the other things you can do that's really useful is a thing whereby people will always remember the experiences they've had. They can forget the training that you've talked to them about, but they'll forget the, but they, they can't dispute the experiences they've had. They've, you say, look, here's something that we do with our customers. We have a, a trial week and it's just a five day trial week. And what we call it is nine hours to transform your life. So what do you mean by that? Say, if you could spend nine hours and you could change your life for the next next 12 months to see you have an amazing life for the next 12 months would that be a good thing or a bad thing what would you give me in those nine hours if i could change your life so i don't know so well, i need an hour 40 from you every day right because there's gonna be an hour and 10 on the weights there's gonna be 20 minutes on the cardio and there's gonna be 10 minute abs we're gonna do that every day and by the end of the week with that with the water with the nutrition we will transform your life and if at the end of the week you don't like it it costs you nothing if it's transform your life we'll give you everything you it will be everything so my nine hours that i've spent with you will be worth nothing nine but if those nine hours have transformed what you'll find is you want to engage with it you want to change your life so why don't we do that together why don't we just try that together if it works you pay for it if it doesn't it's free how about that? That should you give somebody something that's meaningful, it's unexpected, and it's customized to that individual. And you're saying that we have a plan, follow my plan on what I'm talking about. You get engagement. Awesome. I it love it. Something. Because and what you're saying, there's a plan here. This is real. Yeah. And that and that that really is it. Because I think what people forget is, like you've said many times, they came to you. Yep. They don't want, you know what I mean? You haven't got a cold call. You're not knocking on people's doors asking them, hey, do you want to come join my gym or join my program? They come to you. To me, this is the easiest, easy thing in the world. I mean, one of the reasons why I started working with Fit Pros is because I wanted to test my skills to see what worked with financial services, what worked with mortgage advisors, life insurance advisors, whether that carried over into the fitness industry. And I took people from closing one or two out of 10 to eight out of 10. I'm like, okay, that's, that's interesting just by taking across from that other field into this field, you know, what's true, right, and what's so. 
What's easy in this field is being able to ask really good questions. So how would you like to be happier, fitter, more successful, have a better sex life, have get on better at work, live longer? They're easily yes questions. Is there anything about that that's bad for you is another good thing to ask. Is there anything about that that you'd hate? You think, no way, that would be terrible for me. Do you think you can do it on your own? You know you're going to get, no, I can't do it on my own. Yes, I need it. It's going to make me happier. When you start asking those questions in bunches, what you create within that person is a belief that you're the right person to guide them to change their life. Awesome. I love it. So we had a question from Stephen. Again, I think a lot of this kind of like repeats itself, but, you know, we'll go over it anyway because it's just questions asked in a different ways. So, how do you get potential clients to give you more information so you can use what they say to help sell the program to them? Really good question, Tim. So how do you get a client to give you more information so that they give you all that you want and they believe you can help them? Is that right? Have I got that right? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, okay. So the first thing is you got to have a process. You have to have a process. And the starting point of that process is a fact-finding document. Ultimately, if you sat down with a pen and a piece of paper and you've got to try and pluck it out of your ass or out of your head, how you're feeling in that moment, you're going to be shit because there'll be good days and there'll be bad days. But if you've got a great process whereby you can start asking the client who you are, when you were born and you ask questions in a structured fashion, in a structured order and you've got a fact finding document. One of the things I'll do is I'll send you a fact finding document when you can share it with the guys in the group um, and that will give you process. Yeah. And it's a little bit like the London Underground. The London Underground doesn't run as the London Underground. It's got a track to run on. You still need drivers. You still need to fuel the thing. It's still got to work. But they've got a track to run on. Your fact-finding document is your track to run on. So I'll give you a fact-finding document that you can use. It's a generic fact-finding document that will work for people that do body transformations, but it will work really well for you. I'll send you that tomorrow, and you can upload it to the group. Love it. So, I mean, that's going to be worth, you know, a lot to a lot of guys in here who yeah, do struggle. Yeah, absolutely, mate. So, uh, James uh, asked, uh, is it worth using those questions as a pre-screening uh, pre -screening questionnaire on a landing page once they've clicked from your advert? You can do. So, would you use them on a landing page or would you? Ultimately, what you want to do is wish you were better. Imagine every single person you were speaking to was going to be worth 10 grand to you. How many of them would you want going through and getting disqualified by some piece of literature? And how many would you want to talk to? Yeah. You want to talk to all of them. You think, fuck, I need them all. All of these are mine. They're all gold. So you want the minimal is qualifying criteria. And then ultimately, it's about engagement. This whole process is about engagement. So when you're on top form, you engage, you empower, and you compel people to take action. So they start here and they move forward with you. You get a sense, they move up. They move up that, that mountain because they believe that you're the person to guide them on the path to take them where they want to go. So this is an engagement process. And the minimal you can get on a form so you can get, get a sense, the better. You want some stuff on the form that shows social proof. The term social proof means Here's how I've helped other people like you. Here's how other people that have gone through this process have thought, what they've felt, how they've acted. In the same way that if you walked up to a rest, let's say you go to a strange um, holiday resort and you don't know, you think, I'm going to go on a holiday, I'm going to go to Jamaica, I don't know where to go. Where do most people go if they're going to go to Jamaica and they want to book a hotel? What do they look first? Uh, nice beach. 
Yeah, but they'd want nice beach, but they're probably going to go and look on a site like TripAdvisor or something like that to say, is this worth booking or is it a crock of shit, right? Yeah. Because TripAdvisor, will tell you, they're going to tell you how other people think, feel and act. So they're going to do that. If you go to, a, let's say you go to London, you go to Chinatown, do you go in the busy restaurant or the quiet restaurant? The busy one. Yeah, why? Because that's how other people are, right? That's where everybody else yeah. has gone. So, this, so yeah. fish go in a school, animals go in a herd, and human beings, we're no different. Even insects that have got no living function, they still school together. So we like to go where the crowd is. So if you can show people your yeah. testimonials, your evidence of how all the other people you've helped, you then remove uncertainty. They then think, well, this person, clearly you've helped them. You can help me. I need to move with you because you're the right person. You need to demonstrate that via social proof. And that's about evidence of how other people feel, think, and act about you and your service. So collect them. So, so for us, what we tend to do um, is we do interviews, we'll interview uh, clients, uh, or, you know, really relax, uh, ask them questions again, not because we're trying to force an answer out, but we find a camera in front of people, they tend to like scared. So we find a few them. We can ask them the questions and they can give their, their own. Them kind of videos go down really well when we share on social and stuff that, like that because it's very natural. They adore it. So you, yeah. start, you start by starting that you know that. So you know that you need social proof. So the next client you work with, say, here's what the deal is. When you're fact-finding, you ask him the question. You say, when we've changed your life and you now look like a stick insect that you want to look like and you've attracted the ideal partner, here's what I'm going to need from you. I'm going to need a testimonial. Because that's presupposing, A, they're going to work with you, B, you're going to transform their life, and C, they're going to tell you how happy they are with it. They think, God, this is a cocky fucker. They really know what they're talking about. They're definitely going to be able to help me, and I'm, I'm going to have to do this thing. And they're looking at the future. And when the focus is on the yeah. future, life's better. When the focus is looking backwards, life's worse. And that, and that kind of leads us into this question, which is a common question. And again, I think I think what you talked about earlier about your framing and, and, and stuff like that. So, uh, Alex said, uh, how do you overcome objections like I can't afford it or I need to speak to my wife? It's a very, very common. So uh, it's, a, it's a question we don't. Ultimately, you will get that question forever. Right. If you're shit, yeah. if you're shit, you'll get that forever. And the reason you'll get it is because what you should do is you could you can what you should do is you get rid of that you kill what i call kill the monster while it's a baby so what you do in the first instance yeah. is somebody says, oh, i can't afford it i want one it i need to speak to my wife you ask them straight early on you say okay this is what you want to achieve and you, and you start describing what they want to achieve you ask them why it's going to be important to them you work out how to break it down to the ridiculous. What do they earn? What do they feel? You're not going to pitch them something if you don't if you know that they won't be able to get the ball in the back of the net. So if somebody's earning 10 grand a year, you're not going to start asking them for a five grand sign up. That's unrealistic. You know, the most people, most of these people are going to be able to earn, you know, it's going to be hundreds, not thousands. So you start asking hundreds of hundreds of people and thousands of thousands of people. If you start asking somebody that's earning a hundred grand a year for you know, 50 quid a month, that's not enough money. They won't value it. So you need to talk yeah. to people about it in terms of value. There's a value that if it's this much, it must be good. We have this shortcut inside of us. Expensive equals good. It comes back to, though, the fact-finding process. 
and asking the question. So I'll give you that document and that will help you how to ask the questions to the right people in the right order. I love it. Is there, uh, are there any other questions, guys? Because I'm not going to keep David too long because he's got a long day tomorrow. Uh, I'll give you a couple of seconds. But is there anything you want to finish with, David? Anything? So, so, I, mean, I mean, I've got a course on this, guys. Um, if you guys want to know any more about it, you can. my email's david at davidthompson, T-H-O-M-S-O-N dot com. I've got a course on this stuff. Um, I can share it with you. It's really good. It's uh, 12 weeks. It will transform your sales, transform your life. It's pennies in terms of its cost so it's not an expensive course so if you really want to be great the one thing to be great at in, in in business is sales you you can get away with murder if you're great at sales if you can close eight out of ten of anything that will change your life if you can only change close yeah. to it it won't from my perspective the reason i put it together is so i've worked with fitness professionals i've worked with them for, for a long 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 time over the last couple of years i've trained transformed loads of their life i've got testimonials coming out of my ass I'm doing this because I want to, because I think you guys are doing an incredible job. And also I see that there's a need for people to, to, to be better in terms of persuading somebody to do that transformation. So if you want to le learn how to be really good at it, do my course because it's amazing and it will change your life. And if it doesn't, it's free. You can have your money back. And, um, and guys, um, David's absolutely right. It's, it's, there's so much information. There's, this, that there is so much more to it. It will it will make a massive difference. I couldn't believe just spending a few hours with David and and him speaking to myself and the team. How the the amount of light bulbs that went off that we were like thinking, well, that's just that's just so simple. And and I think really because what happens is I think as a personal trainer, one day you're you're at college, you get a qualification, you now set up a business, and now you're looking for clients. And you're a great trainer, you know, to get people in shape, you know. You know nothing about business and nothing about sales, and nobody teaches you that stuff. So now sales becomes awkward, becomes, you know, you feel, I've always said to people, if you struggle with sales because you think you're forcing something to buy, then you're probably not that confident in what you deliver. And then that way you probably should learn your craft more because then you wouldn't have a problem selling um, if you know you can really help people change their lives. Yeah, and so the, the, easy, the good thing about sales, it's the easiest, easy, good thing to learn because you can go out, you can practice, you get paid the next day. So if you can go and implement sales into your business in a sales isn't sales in real terms. It's pitching, it's framing, it's negotiating, it's fact finding, it's finding out somebody's personality type. It's been able to use Dr. Cialdini's influence and use reciprocity and liking to build relationships. Use social proof and authority to demonstrate you know what you're talking about. Use scarcity, not false scarcity, real scarcity to promote people to take action. When you do that in the right way, you, you, people just fall into your lap. And what you'll find is everybody starts to say yes to you. And who out there doesn't want to be happier? Who doesn't want to be richer? Who doesn't want to be more successful? Who doesn't want to be healthier? Who doesn't want to eat better? But people want your knowledge, but you have to have the skills to be able to ask the questions in the right order and get them to tell you. And so when you've got a client in front of you that's resisting you, don't wish they were easier. Wish you were better, because when you're better, everybody falls into line. Awesome. So, look, mate, all I'm going to do is I'm just going to read out some of the thank yous that you've had, mate. Um, love this. Thank you for all the info, David. Uh, mate, that was awesome. was blown away back in, uh, when we had a thing in Birmingham last year. Uh, it just keeps getting better. Uh, thank you for your pearls tonight, and that's from Kerry. 
thank you for organizing it, Wayne. And great info. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to share your knowledge with us, David. And um, mate, you, you, you never ever fail to uh, amaze me, mate. It's, it's uh, I really appreciate you taking time out. And you guys that are watching, I think I think I might have secured Dave to speak at uh, my uh, BBS event next uh, February at some point. I've just got pin dates down and make sure we, it works for both of us. But um, he probably is one of the most generous guys with his time um, for for what he does. So um, you guys should be, be um, absolutely stoked to see this. Um, um, if you've missed it, um, you missed it. <laughs> Hey mate, since the last time since the last time we, we met, I've been off working with uh, Dr. Robert Cialdini. He's the world leading social psychologist. I was one of two people in the world selected this year to teach influence. All I want to do is share the message and help people transform their lives and become better. Sales has been so good to me, so kind to me that if I can help people genuinely move the needle, start getting everybody to say yes to them, and you start changing people's lives and making them happy and healthy and more successful, then the world's a better place. The reason I, I, you know, I love to help you, Wayne, is because I know the job that you did before, you know, being that critical care nurse and being that kind of personality that genuinely gives a shit about people and also being authentic. And you're the real deal. So, you know, or I'll always come on. Of course, I'll come to your event in February. Just give me some dates. As long as I'm in the country, I will be there 100 percent. And, I, you know, I'll help you. I'll support you and your group forever. Not a problem, my friend. We are brothers. Mate. And this is part of what we do. Uh, you're, you're an absolute legend. So a few more comments, mate, and then I'm going to let you uh, get on. So uh, such an infectious personality and attitude. That was from Gareth. Uh, awesome. You make it sound so simple. You just got to you just got to keep practicing, mate. And just you, if you know your product, it's 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 it becomes easier. Uh, and Annie Port, learn something new every time. Legend. Thanks, Dave. And you know what, mate? I'm going to close it on that. Um, you are a diamond. I appreciate it massively. I'm, I'm, when I hit uh, end broadcast, I'll give you a quick call back, all right? Yeah, not a problem, brother. Brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah, perfect. I'm glad to be able to help you and, the, you know, and your team very much so. And, you know, guys, if you want me to reach out, you know, let's hook up and, you know, let's have some fun with it. Awesome. You're a legend. Thanks, mate. Cheers.